If you're ready to revamp your summer wardrobe so that you are ready for the warm and sunny weather that is right around the corner, right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I absolutely love everything that is always recommended to me in my armoire closet, and then I get to pick what I actually want to be sent to me. I personally have loved using armoire to find my style again after having babies, after my body has changed so much. And one thing that I've really loved is finding a style of jeans that I like. I got these Madewell jeans in my last order, and I love the way they fit my body. And I also love knowing that I can feel good about sending them back and giving them another life with someone else who's renting them and I can try new things in my next shipment because I always do feel guilty if I'm constantly buying more and more to find the styles that I like and I might think that I'm going to return them but I typically end up not doing so even if I don't like them it's just a hassle to do so armoire really allows you to just rent clothing for any occasion and then send it back whenever you are done with it. Everything from a date night to a conference to even athletic clothes. Your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you for using armoire. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. And never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey 
Hey friend, just popping in to let you know, you might notice that the podcast has gone through a couple of name changes along the way. When the podcast was brand new, it started as something pretty different than it is now, but the thing is that the topics were very similar. So I've kept these older episodes around here because I still really think that they're valuable and I hope you enjoy them. So without further ado, let's get to this episode and I hope you enjoy it. So before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I did make a worksheet to go along with this episode. It is just a simple worksheet that can help you go through the process that I am taking you through in this episode. Um, So I want to make it really clear right at the beginning where you can find that. And you can find it at DesireeIndries.com slash focus. That's DesireeIndries.com slash focus. And you can find that linked in the show notes. Today, I am talking to you about focusing on what is important. And that sounds like a very broad topic, but I am in week four of a four-week series. So this is the last week of my Heart of Minimalism series, where I talked about the things that I think are the deeper parts of minimalism, not just decluttering your home, not just having less stuff, but the change that happens inside, total perspective shift that happens with minimalism or with simplifying your life, whatever you want to call it. So this episode was hard to record because there were some roadblocks in the way because yesterday when I was trying to record it, some someone was mowing their lawn literally right next to my window, also known as my neighbor. Um, anyways, it was just happening. It, there was a lawn being mowed right next to my house. And then when that ended, there was like a really loud plane going overhead for what felt like forever, which I don't know why that would happen. Like, I don't know why there was just a plane hovering over my house. It's kind of scary, to be honest. And then after that was done, there was sirens everywhere, which I was hoping that nothing bad was happening, which obviously something was because there were sirens everywhere. But regardless, like I could not record this podcast on the day that I needed to record it. And then we had to leave the house for a family thing. It was hard to share this episode. It's hard to write it because it's a message I need as well. And it's hard for me to sometimes I just feel like, who am I to be sharing this with you? Because I totally need this message, too. And this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, but I just think it's important and I just really hope that it is helpful for you. So what we're going to do is we're going to create a system around finding a way to focus on the important things day after day after day. So how do we intentionally make it happen? And like I said, I need this message. I need this system. I need this process just as much as anyone else might need it. So when it does come to minimalism, A lot of the big names in the minimalist movement will claim that the reason for minimalism is it gives us a focus on what is important. Even the minimalism documentary, um, it says it's a documentary about the important things. So that's kind of, that's a big idea. That's like part of the minimalist movement is we have less stuff so we can focus on the important things. So today I'm exploring that idea a focus on the important things, because I think that is the heart of minimalism. Actually, I think this is the very heart of what minimalism is. It is having less stuff so you can focus on what is important. And here's the thing, just having less stuff isn't going to automatically make you focus on what's important. That's just, it's funny because like, I think when I first 
started with minimalism, I thought it was going to really solve all of my problems to have a decluttered home. And it was going to help me just be super intentional and super focused on what is important in my life. But it's not a cure-all. I think we can all say that the general majority of us want to focus on what's important. Because I don't think any of us can say we're ready to like go through our days focusing on the things that don't matter, right? We all want to focus on what's important. We all want to have a joyful life, a fulfilling life that is focused on important things. So how do we do that? Like, it doesn't just happen. It just doesn't. We can't just simply live and think that we are going to be able to live a life of focus just on accident. But if we wake up and just start going about our days, as many of us do, it's easy to forget where our focus should be. It's easy to just wake up and, you know, live out our days and get caught up in things that just honestly don't matter. So that's where that's where the intentional part of minimalism, I think, comes in. Um, the idea of living intentionally and it, it doesn't happen just by having less stuff. It happens by restructuring the way we live our days. So like I said, it's easy for monotonous things, unimportant things, material things to steal our focus. It's easy for frustrating things that happen in our days to steal our focus. It's easy to let our days become full of putting out fires, especially as moms. And I honestly think that applies to everyone, not just moms. But as moms, like we are constantly putting out fires. And if you're a working mom, like then you're putting out fires at work and then you're coming home and putting out fires. So how do we structure our days so that we can truly live out the intention and the aim to focus on what is important? That's kind of the question that this episode is based off of. Because honestly, for me, this is something that I've been working on for months. Um, I started over the summer, I think, implementing a morning routine. Actually, it was early summer, maybe spring, implementing a morning routine um, and kind of slowly building a morning routine that works for me. But a lot has changed since I've started doing that. And the morning routine, the reason why that is, let me explain why that applies to what we're talking about. That has been the time that I've given myself to focus in on what's important and intentionally kind of plan out my day so that I go through my day in a more intentional, focused way. So a lot has changed. Um, When I started the original morning routine that I kind of took over an hour each day to go through, I was staying at home. Nick was at home. It was over the summer. We were both at home. And so I was able to have a good amount of time to go through a routine, to focus my day, to make sure I was focused on what was important. But then that changed and Nick started going back to work. He went back to teaching and I was now a stay-at-home mom. And I worked from home, but I kind of did it on my own schedule. I usually did it during nap time. So now I'm teaching from home. So I have a new job where I'm kind of just over a month into this job and I teach from home, um, which is in the mornings. So if I wanted to wake up earlier 
or early enough to go through a full morning routine, I'd be waking up at like 4 a.m. or earlier. So I'm changing things, I'm adjusting, I'm doing the best that I can. Um, but let's just be real and say that, that that's real life, right? That's how life changes, things change. So the process I'm going to take you through today, um, it's not one size fits all. And that's why, that's why I didn't want to just kind of give ideas and answers in this episode about focusing on what's important. And I wanted to give you more actionable steps that you can kind of shape and mold to you, to your life. And for me right now, honestly, it's really, it's in a transitional period. And I have felt that um, in my life. I have felt sometimes my mindset spiraling. I have felt myself focusing on things that seem unimportant and therefore like I need to be careful and I need to make sure that I can find a way to get myself back on track so that I'm focused on what's important and overall like I need to give myself grace and that's what that's what I've kind of been realizing is in any part of minimalism in any part of this deeper this deeper stuff you have to give yourself grace because we are human and whether it's the surface level decluttering our home or the deeper heart stuff, like we're going to mess up and things are going to change and we're going to have to find different ways to get things done. Things aren't going to work in the same way, um, especially as moms, like as our children get older, as our children grow, uh, you know, sleep schedules shift, nap times shift, and we have all these changes that we have to adjust to. So have grace for yourself. So that's why I'm going to take you through a process to figure out what is important to you. Obviously, you kind of probably know in the back of your mind, these are the things that are important to me. But this process is going to help you kind of write it down and find some kind of system that will help you put your focus on these important things each day. So basically, it will help you find a way to have more focused days. Um... Like I said, not a one-size-fits-all quick fix. That's why we're going through a process instead of just answers. The problem is you can go through this process. You can write out some great step-by-step you know, process that you're going to follow each morning to make sure that you are focused in on the right things for your day, but then you have to follow through. So what I want to encourage you to do is once you go through this process, once you write this stuff down, and I do have a worksheet that's available to help you go through this process and help you write it down. So, you know, if you're driving right now, that's when I usually listen to my podcast, like while I'm driving or on a walk. So if you are doing that, when you get home, um, you can go ahead and print off the worksheet or download download it and use it on your device to answer some questions that will help you create the same system that I'm walking you through in this episode. And what I want you to do is I want you to just decide if this is something you want to do and if this is something you are going to do, then do it. Um, Don't break this promise to yourself. Just yesterday, I decided, okay, I need to create a schedule for my week. Guys, I do all my work from home, like during nap times and And sometimes I have a family member babysit Gemma for an hour or two and try to get some extra work in. But 
it is hard from day to day. I do a couple of different things and I want to just focus on what I want to focus on in those moments. But I need to have some sort of system around my work. And so yesterday I kind of sat down and I was like, I need to just make a schedule and I need to be the type of person that follows the schedule that I created. Like I need to make a promise to myself that this is the stuff I'm going to do on these days. Follow through on that promise. I wouldn't break promises to my friends. I wouldn't break promises to my husband or my family. So why do I always break promises to myself? Um, And that's kind of a concept that I read in Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And I think it's a really important concept. Decide you are going to be the type of person that makes a system around your mornings or whenever it is that you decide to focus in on what's important. You are the type of person that after you go through this process, you're going to follow through and decide you are that type of person and then don't break that promise to yourself. Be that type of person. All right, let's get to it. So the first step is to figure out what it is that is actually important to you. So if the heart of minimalism is all about focusing on the important things, first we need to define what are those important things, right? We can just say that, but if we don't have it defined clearly, written out even, then it's easy to miss it. I think it's easy to forget about those things or at least let them kind of slip in your mind. So I assume if you were listening to this podcast, family will probably be on that list. Maybe work, maybe a business you want to start, maybe a ministry you serve in, a message you feel committed to sharing. Write these things down. Write it down somewhere that you can reference it daily. For me, I do it on my iPad. I like the app GoodNotes as I use my iPad and Apple Pencil for pretty much everything. Um, But obviously this can be absolutely anywhere in your planner or wherever you take notes. I want you to list out the things that are important to you in that place. Wherever it is, you're going to reference it daily. At the end of an average day, you'd feel good about what you did with your life if you put your time and attention into these things or even just one of these things. And it can be a long list. It can be a short list. But what I want you to remember is that these are the things that are important to you and that you want your focus on each day. So it shouldn't be like a giant list unless you want to drive yourself crazy. Now, I want you to write this, write out these things in the form of a purpose statement. It sounds cheesy. (laughs) It felt cheesy to me the first time that I was doing this. But when we go through our days on the average day, I'd say we typically don't have like a purpose statement in mind. That's just not like we aren't born with the instinct to make a purpose statement uh, or a mission statement for our days. It's something that is really helpful, though, because we often will we might have that in the back of our mind, like this is what I'm about. This is what this is the type of person I want to be. This is what I want my focus to be on. But if you don't have it written down somewhere, if you don't refer to it often, if you don't have it written in the form of a purpose statement or a mission statement or whatever you want to call it, then it's easy to let it slip away in whatever way because other things get in the way. So go ahead and write it down. Whatever you've put on your list of important people, important things, whatever in your life that you want to focus on, write this down somehow in the form of a mission statement. 
is we need to have a purpose in mind for our days. Or I guess we don't need to, but I would I would say that to me that has been something that's been very helpful in having a focused day. Now, it, just does, it doesn't just have to be one statement. It can be more than one statement. I have three. Um, one is more focused on people, the, my family. One is more focused on my work. And one is more focused on kind of faith. I wouldn't really go more than three. I don't know. I feel like that could get too much, but you are your own person. I'm not the boss of you. So you can make as many purpose statements as you want. Just don't make it feel overwhelming. Like obviously the idea is to focus in to simplify what we are focused on. So if you've listed out what is important to you, you can now write your purpose statements. And I just started simply with the sentence frame of my purpose is to, like my purpose in life is to, um, or my mission, however you want to frame it. And those frames kind of helped me write out two to three different purpose statements that I would read back to myself each morning. If you go ahead and download that worksheet I mentioned earlier, I do give you an example of my mission statements or purpose statements. I keep calling them both because, I don't know, I feel like I like to call them purpose statements, but I feel like mission statement is a more common phrase, so you might be understanding what I mean better if I say mission statement. So I'm sorry that I keep interchanging those terms. So if you download that worksheet, you will get an example of my purpose statements to help you write your own. Not saying that yours should be like mine because we all lead different lives. Just hopefully it will give you an example if you're having a hard time writing yours. All right, so now you've written your purpose statements. You've got a list of what's important to you, maybe a list of two to three purpose statements. You are ready to go. You are ready to have super focused days on those things that are important to you. But problem is the follow through, like I said earlier. So if you've made this promise and you decided like you're going to keep this promise to yourself, what you need to do is you need to create some kind of system, some kind of time in your day where you're going to follow through. You're going to go through some kind of routine or ritual where you are going to be able to take a couple minutes of time to read and focus in on these statements that you've written. With my new schedule, I've really fallen into the habit of just waking up and starting my morning with my work, um, or with like haphazardly throwing together coffee. Yesterday, I started to make coffee. I don't want you to judge me, but this really happened. Yesterday, I made coffee in my coffee pot and I forgot to put the carafe in the coffee machine. And if you want to know what happens to a coffee maker when it's making coffee without a carafe, it's not pretty. Um, There's coffee everywhere. There's coffee grinds everywhere. And the coffee grinds fill up and like flow out of the top of the coffee pot. It just, it wasn't good. And really, I felt like that was a representation of what my morning feels like if I just wake up and start my work. Like... I don't have any time to clear my mind or to center myself. So for me, mornings, it's so important. It's so important that I focus myself on what's important in the mornings or else I end up like, you know, a coffee machine without a carafe underneath, just filling up with all the stuff with nowhere to go 
I know this metaphor is going nowhere so I'm just gonna stop right there either way it makes sense in my mind because I saw it I saw it and it was not good so if you are able to find time in the mornings even if you have to wake up what feels like an ungodly hour like go to sleep earlier I don't know whatever you can do to just get that time in in the morning and I'm kind of talking to myself here because I need that time in the morning and I need to go to sleep earlier so that I can get up and have that time in the morning before my super early teaching. So, and to me, super early is like, I wake up at 4.55 so that I can teach a 5.30 class and I I would honestly need to wake up at four so I can just have that extra half hour and even a half hour of time to just focus in, to read a devotion and focus on those important things. So try to get that time in the morning. And if morning doesn't work for you, you know, that's fine too. Find some other time to do the things that fill you up. Like for me, my first morning routine that when I have a lot of time in the mornings that I would go through, um, it was devotional prayer. It was affirmations. It was like reading over my focus statements. And then I would do some reading for fun and then I would work out and now I just don't have that time. So my super short, simple morning routine when I actually wake up in time to do it these days with my new teaching job, it looks like just a short devotional. I do She Reads Truth and then reading over those focus statements and some affirmations and maybe just making my coffee with the carafe underneath it like actually making it and not making a super nasty mess that's the simple morning routine that I need I know I need in my life and I do it some days and other days I wake up you know right in time for my to get dressed and get to my classes so really this is something that I'm like in transition with because it was working for me before now I have a schedule change and now I need to make it work for me again So you have to give yourself grace. You have to find a way that is going to work for you. If you try to wake up early and that's not working, then find another time in your day. But if you think about it, if you want to be focused on something through your entire day, then probably the morning is the best time. And that's why I'm like, okay, I am going to wake up just a little bit earlier. Like, I can do this. And my teaching doesn't always start at 5.30, so some days it's easier than others. But every day it's important to have that time to just center yourself. Like, I really do think that is important for every single day because I know personally when I don't do it, like, I can see the difference. So the routine or ritual that you create, whatever that is, it's meant to focus you on what's important and help you have a day that is focused on those things. Do whatever it is you need to do during that time to focus yourself. Okay, so I think I said follow through in the last step because that was part of it. First step was creating your list, creating those mission statements. The second step was creating a system that would allow you to look over those purpose statements, read them every day and do other things, whatever those other things are, that will help you focus your day on what is important. So now step three is the follow through. So you've made that system or you've come up with some kind of idea of how you're gonna wake up a few minutes earlier and just do something that is good for you, is going to center you and read over those purpose statements. But this is the hardest part And like I said, with the coffee craft thing, you know, and me just waking up right before work, this is the hardest part. 
There is always going to be something that feels more important than taking care of yourself. And what's funny is for me, like, it's a battle between sleep, which feels like taking care of myself, or waking up and doing this whole focus on focus my day thing. But the real thing is that I could take care of myself better if I would just go to sleep earlier but I don't go to sleep earlier because I feel like work is more important. So then I get caught up in working and I do things that really could be done the next day. The world's not gonna end if I don't get it done. So there's always going to be something that feels more important than taking care of yourself. But what you need to do is you need to let that go. Um, and when I'm saying you, I'm talking to myself too. If morning is your time for this, maybe it feels like, oh, I could put the laundry in. I could do the dishes real quick from last night. I need to do those things. No, don't do those things. If morning is the time that you've set for this refocusing, then do it. Do that instead. Take care of yourself. Take care of your heart. Make it so that you are focusing your day. Because then when you do go to do do those dishes, you're not going to feel like super ungrateful and annoyed by the dishes. You might feel that for a second, but then you might be able to just refocus yourself since you did that centering at the beginning of the day and feel some gratitude instead. So if you do decide to put other things aside and just take care of yourself with this short amount of quiet focused time, if you make a habit out of it, if you follow through, I can tell you from experience that you are going to spend your days with more joy, more grace, and more focus on the important things. And that is the place I am in. Not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's just a general, like, happier, better place. That's the place I'm in when I am in that routine and when I give myself that time regularly. It's essential. I really do think it's essential to find that time for yourself to go through this ritual if you want focused days, if you want days that are focused on what's important. Okay, so step four in creating a system that helps you focus on the things that are important is gratitude. And I already talked about this in episode eight. This was actually the first topic, the topic of living with a heart of gratitude. Um, that was the first topic in this Heart of Minimalism series. So you can go back to episode eight because I'm not gonna talk about this in depth, but today I just want to add it as a step in this plan. And it's perfect because it's November and this is the month where we often focus on the concept of gratitude. But just setting your purpose for your day isn't enough because it will start your day off really well, but a lot goes on through our days, right? We can just have the best intentions of feeling really focused on important things But whatever goes on in our day can easily override whatever purpose we have promised ourselves to focus on. Whether that's just like putting out fires with our kids or at work or dealing with dishes for literally the 15th time. Those things can make you feel overwhelmed or at least they can make me feel overwhelmed and probably annoyed, to be honest. And in those moments, the annoying, frustrating moments, choosing gratitude is a good way to help us focus on what's important. Literally just counting your blessings in the mornings or whenever you go through your routine to focus, if it's not in the mornings, whenever you go through that routine, um, and listing out a few things you are thankful for is a good way to remind yourself 
to continue to do this all day. Um, and it's kind of all about this perspective change that if you are listing your things that you are grateful for, then typically throughout your day, your perspective is going to change on those hard, frustrating, monotonous things that ultimately are going to come up in your day. And whenever you find yourself starting to feel sorry for yourself, which, oh friend, I can find myself in that place so fast. Whenever you start to find yourself in that place, um, if you have went through this focused morning routine or focused routine of gratitude and focus and affirmations and whatever else you decide to put in there, you will often find yourself flipping your perspective towards gratitude. You have to practice this first. Like next time you hate your life because you're doing the dishes, change your mind that you don't hate your life because of the dishes, but that you love your family and you are grateful for the food that you have in your fridge that goes on the plates that you get to eat and nourish your body with and nourish your family with. For me, this is this is it. Like I hate the dishes, guys. I hate them. But I have to flip my perspective or else seriously doing the dishes can put me in a downward spiral and I'm not even kidding on that. I have to flip my perspective that, you know, doing the dishes for the seventh time that day means that I get to be home with my daughter. We get to be in our house all day together, which is what I wanted. I wanted to stay home with her. And it also means that we have the means to put food on our plates. And that is something to be grateful for. It's all about flipping that perspective that can make doing a monotonous task like the dishes make it. I'm not going to say it's going to make you happy. I'm just going to say it's going to help you continue your path on focusing on what's important rather than putting you in a downward ungrateful spiral. All right. So that's gratitude. Super quick. Um, just the idea of making it a habit, making it a habit to flip your spirit flip your perspective towards gratitude instead of just going throughout your day and being annoyed by the little things that happen. And that's going to help you focus on what's important. Step five is the last step. And I know this is a lot of steps, but step five is just kind of almost going back to the beginning in a way, um, because now you are going to make a list again, and you are going to evaluate your current focus and roadblocks. So we've already went through what you want to focus on, what is important, but now we need to just take a step back and look at what are we currently focused on and what needs to change. So I wanted to do this at the end because I don't want to get caught up in this. Like this is kind of just a short elimination process after we've made the systems around the good stuff like after we've created these systems and we're all ready to go for finding ways to focus our days on what's important now i just want to do a quick elimination of the things that aren't important so what are you currently focused on if you feel overwhelmed in your days which i'll be honest I made this episode because I have found myself feeling overwhelmed in my days lately. If you're feeling like you can't catch up on your house, your to-do list, whatever, I feel you. And there's a good chance we can look at what we're focused on and eliminate some of those things. There's a good chance that we are focused on some things that just downright aren't important. Or we can at least practice putting those things further down the list of what is important. So... I want you to go through your day in your head or you can keep a piece of paper with you throughout the day and list things that you think about 
as important. Like, maybe you feel that it's important that your sink is completely free of dishes all day. And maybe that takes up a ton of your time. I was seriously at that point a few weeks ago. I felt like I have to do the dishes constantly because that makes me a more valid mom. I really don't know why I got in this mindset that I had to keep the sink completely clear of dishes. But man, did it make me a miserable person. So some people can feel miserable if there are dishes in the sink. So this is not the same for everyone. Like if you feel miserable when there are dishes in the sink, then maybe it's important to you to keep the dishes out of the sink. I know I've talked about dishes a lot, but I want you to know that having a clear sink without dishes in it, that has gone lower on my list of things that are important. It is no longer at the top because it was making me a miserable person. So for me, sometimes my work overwhelms me and I'm getting a little too focused on getting a ton done every day. So then when I don't, I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I'm I'm not good enough. Um, sometimes I get too focused on having my house look clean. And if you have listened to any of my other episodes, you know that I am not good at cleaning. I'm just not one of those people who have that gift. So that makes me crazy because then I'm like trying to do something I'm not fantastic at keeping my house perfect and I am ignoring the things that are actually important to me. So that's what kind of comes up as I go through my own day and my own frustrations and the things that get me on a downward spiral. Uh, These are the things that kind of make it happen. So I want you to make your list of those things. Here's what I want you to do with it. If you want to focus on what is important to you, I want your focus to be far from the things that are on this list of things that are weighing you down. However you need to do that, I want you to make it happen. For me, I know that I need to create simple systems around cleaning so that I don't have to think about it all day. And that doesn't mean I need a perfectly clean house. I just need simple systems, maybe like a daily 15 minutes that I focus on one area of my home so that I don't think about it and dread it all day. So it doesn't mean that you are clearing these things from the list of stuff you are responsible for. No, I'm still responsible for keeping my house livable, but I am no longer believing that I need to keep it perfect. And I am believing that I am the type of person that can create a system around cleaning my house and have it not overwhelm me. So I want these things to be far from your focus in a way that you are changing your ideas around them and you're changing the way that you think about them because some of them might be important. So look at these items on your list. Decide what what needs to just, what do I need to get rid of? What do I need to create systems around? What do I need to simplify? So deal with these things, eliminate them from your focus in whatever way you need to because these are the things that are making us believe that we aren't good enough and they are making us focus on the wrong stuff, which in turn continues to make us feel like we aren't good enough and continues to degrade our mindset each day. I get in this mindset where I believe I can't stay on top of my to-do list, so I'm not good enough. I can't get a handle on my home, so I'm not good enough. And this is so far from the truth. This is so far from the truth for me and this is so far from the truth for you. What is important is believing that you are enough. If you don't believe that about yourself, you are not going to be able to focus on anything else important. 
because you'll be too focused on how much you need to improve to be enough, to be able to do well at focusing on those important things. So it's like this, it's just such a vicious cycle when we're not believing that we are enough. So here's my encouragement to you. You are enough. You are enough for these things that are important to you. If it's your family, if it's your work, you're enough for those things. And if you can get your focus off of how bad you feel about yourself, it is going to be so much easier to focus on the things that are important. Another more minimalism-related roadblock to this focusing on what's important might be the amount of stuff that you have. If you have clutter all over your home all the time because you have a focus on material stuff or you have you know, a focus on sentimental stuff, like you can't let go of things, if that's weighing you down, I have a free resource that you can grab on my website. It is DesireAndries.com slash Minimalist Start. DesireAndries.com slash Minimalist Start. And that's just a little guide that will help you get started with decluttering. It kind of goes through how we overhauled our entire home and decluttered pretty much everything. But while that will help, it's just not the cure all. It's honestly not because messes will still pile up and you still have to force yourself to believe that messes and putting out fires isn't where your focus needs to be every single day. I know that was a lot. I know it was, but I felt super strong about this episode. I felt I felt like this was important to share. I hope it helps you begin the journey to putting your focus on what is important each day. I really believe it takes prayer, constant reminders, and systems to get to a point where you're able to do this often. And still, I personally don't think it's something that you can perfect, no matter how good you are at following your system. So please, have grace with yourself during this process if you decide to follow it. And that's all I have for this episode. I know it might feel like a lot, and that's why I've created a resource for you that you can grab to help you go through this process. This has been an episode of the Simply Enough Show. We hope you're enjoying the show, and if you are, go ahead and leave us a rating or a review. It helps us get the word out about the podcast. And you can also find anything about the show, updates, behind-the-scenes stuff on Instagram at at Desiree Andries. I would love to connect with you there. You can also find the show at DesireeAndries.com slash The Simply Enough Show. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.